0: This is Working the Beat. Friday, September 27, 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us here on a Friday heading into a weekend. Already feels like part of the weekend is over, Michael, because of the, uh, with the Eagles playing on Thursday night. And I thought big- you
1: meant the Phillies playing on Thursday night. Well, that's
0: been over. Uh-
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, I've lived here for 61 years. so I've seen this. It, it doesn't surprise me. It is amazing to me. How in four days a whole city can turn a sports? It's on Sunday, How long have you on s- here? <laughs> Sunday night. Yeah, the whole world had ended. Uh huh. I mean, it was it was you know, and, and I it was over. They, and as I said the other night, I thought they had. I thought they would go there and play well. I thought they had a chance. Wasn't predicting a win, but I thought, as I always say, it's not the biggest upset in the world. It's hardly the biggest upset in the world, and. They had two games they could have lost. I mean, they could have won that they lost. Here was a game they could have wound up losing that they won. So the circumstance, you know, they got bad breaks a couple weeks or they didn't make their own breaks, and now they did. And now the town is like, yeah, yeah, like everything's saved. Like, and I get it. You beat Green Bay on a third, you know, and and I thought they could be 2-2 and after four games. So it's, But it is just amazing. If they had lost the other night, I know they would have had like an 11% chance to make the playoffs. I think that's the stat. So I understand why two and two is better than one and three. I I
0: think also part of it is.
1: We get two. I guess what I'm trying to say is people, sports has become such a big deal that it almost defies logic, the highs and the lows that we go to. I understand why you were down after Sunday. I get it. You lose to Detroit at home, but it happens every week in the NFL. And you're
0: facing a short week against. I get Green it. Green Bay.
1: But even if they had not been facing a short week or whatever, people still would have been, how can you lose to Detroit? It happens every week in the NFL. Oh, but uh, I, but the
0: Green Bay part's yes, the important part.
1: Yes. And once or twice a year, it happens to you. And that's okay. And I don't think their season would have necessarily been over. It, it, it would have been hard to get to a Super Bowl. It might have been hard to win the division, all that. But I, I just, it, it, listening to talk radio on Monday, guys were just beside themselves. <laughs> I, I mean, beside themselves. And then today, beside themselves the other way. And they could have lost last night, just like they could have won. I mean, every game they're in seems like they could either, you know, it, it goes to the end. Now, yeah. I don't think next week's will. But um, the three after that might. But it's just, it, it is. It's it's amazing how a city, and because the Phillies kind of, and it's going to be the same with the Sixers. Well, it will be the same with the Sixers. We'll get to May or April or, or May when I guess. The first real if the first round nobody will care. it will give them the first round, the second round.
0: But but Mike, I think part of it you know is the fact that it's the opponent they had last night that caused people to panic. It's the way they lost, and you figured you were going to Green Bay. You thought there was a decent shot. It wasn't going to be with. But with, don't you have to have hold a on, life, Kevin. Hold on,
1: don't you to have a of life?
0: I, but I'm saying, well, look in this town, it's the one thing that people invest in. Fine. Like everybody invests. No, in. they're going to invest in the Sixers. The,
1: not, not not to not to that extent. Let the Sixers get to the Eastern Conference Finals and see what kind of investment people who don't care about but, the Sixers. But, will but care Mike,
0: about. but Mike, it's a one that's a one one and a half month investment, I think, as opposed to a five month investment, a six-month investment. It's, 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 so if the
1: Phillies had had not turned sour, they would have invest, invested because in, I saw them invest in the Phillies for six years.
0: The Phillies and the uh, the Phillies and the Eagles are the two that people make long-term investments. But I will
1: in. guarantee you that this year with what the sixers look like they might be able to be okay i don't disagree with And they me. haven't cared about the flyers for for a decade i am just telling you that they they are going to be all in on the sixers you know barring something stupidly unforeseen that you know and be you know ruptures his Achilles and is out forever they're going to be and as soon as the eagles end whenever that is mm-hmm. however that is could be a super bowl could be first round of the playoffs who the heck no, maybe not no plus but i will tell you that this town will get all kind of stoked for that sixers run
0: all right let's get into the actual nuts and bolts of the game last night we have no guest we should point out this is just a breakdown of what happened we're to, last guess. Night. We're to it's guess okay
1: this
0: is this is going to be a different show than normal we're gonna you know, have it a little shorter part of it is we want to give our picks for the weekend we'll talk a little phillies too in here um But our first first segments on the Eagles, I thought the the biggest thing last night was Doug Peterson wasn't stubborn. Doug decided, okay, I normally love throwing the football, and he just decided to run it down the Packers' throat, and the Packers had no answer. And and really, Mike Pettin had a bad night, and, and he's allowed to have bad nights.
1: But the Packers weren't good against the run. Yeah, every they were like twenty. But he kept th- blitz. Uh, he kept blitzing from the edges, but, and the Eagles were not running up the gut. Uh, the they were running up the gut. But the way to beat the Packers is to run the football. The question was, was Doug going? And the first series, you're sitting there. They ran it twice, got a first down, and then threw three straight passes three, without, by the way, a play action. But hey, look. Doug had – and the Eagles are apparently, from the stats, Doug's good on Thursday night. I mean, they got – hey, look, give them all the credit in the world. They were down 10-0. They came back. um, They stopped Green Bay twice. Green Bay stopped itself because that next-to-last drive was idiotic. Idiotic. I I understand maybe if you throw them first down because Mm -hmm. maybe you think – you have to run the ball. You have one yard. You have four downs. And
0: And the one play is on Rodgers because Rodgers has an RPO.
1: Well, the play the the play just kind of got broken up. It didn't. There, there was but he did to, have an alley. In not no, the eagle guy was kind of in his face, and the receiver wasn't. And the then third, you throw it the away. Third down play. Yeah, yeah that wasn't a, no. He had no alley. He, he the eagles kind of blew that up. But you just can't do that. You, they came out in an I formation on the first. It's first and goal from the one. If the eagles now the eagles probably would have quarterback sneaked with with Wentz, what? but you got. To, in four tries, if you can't get a yard, then you should just go home. I don't care if you're down running backs. if you if The middle of your line's not as good. I get all that. And then that last play was just... I mean, I understand they were attacking the guy who had just come into the game. Uh, so, so part of that I get.
0: But back to back to the running game for the Eagles. Do you think that the Jordan Howard-Miles Sanders act we saw last night, which was decidedly more run than pass. Is that just because of the circumstances? Or has Doug learned something about his offense that, hey, he could be effective running the
1: football they behind ran, that line? They ran the ball in 2017. It's not like this is the first time Doug ever but, did it. When no, they but, won the Super Bowl, they ran the ball. They didn't have a great running back, but they had a guy for whatever amount of time. Eight weeks, nine weeks. But they weeks. ran the ball. The, the stat, they put up a stat today. Carson Wentz is 113 when the Eagles don't rush for 100. And like twenty-two and six, I'm, I'm that number's probably not exactly right. When they run for a hundred yards, now Doug's not stupid; he knows those. Now some games you can't, some games maybe you fall behind, I and mean, they
0: were falling. They were in um, that range last night, down ten nothing. You're they wondering,
1: trailed by double digits in all four oh, four games. games. That's that, a good to me is not a good sign. No, will they run the ball? I, but I'm going to guess that they're going to get in games where, for whatever, he's a quarterback. He's like Andy. He wants to throw the ball, I I I I understand that. I'm, I, but if last night showed you anything, it's uh, Carson didn't have a great game. He had a good game. He, he didn't, you know, he, he was he was over- very
0: game managerish last night. You know,
1: he had a couple bad throws, When, right. when it could have put, but it didn't matter. And uh, honestly, the four games they've played to this point,
0: technically that may have been Wentz's worst. He missed yes. some opening receivers. He over he overthrew it. And you're right, the one the one pass down on the goal line where he threw the out route and it almost got picked and if it got picked it was going the other way i meant
1: the pass at the end of the game to jeffrey that could have given him a first down and the packers probably wouldn't have got the ball back he threw that badly it wasn't a good throw um it pat, wasn't the, pat, the
0: the the swing pass to howard too, on third down or well, second ground wasn't you know, great i'm either. talking
1: about the third and 5 i mean he had, he, had, yeah. he had but but whatever If if last night taught you anything, it should just now. You might not be able to do that against every opponent. You know, if you line up against the Vikings in a couple weeks, maybe the Vikings defensive line won't let you do that. But I think the offensive line would rather play like that. Yeah, they would. And so I think there's going to be times when they're going to do it, and there's going to be times when they don't do it for whatever the reasons. And when they don't do it, if they lose, people will question. They're going to any single time now that the Eagles don't run the ball enough. They only get eighty yards, and, it, and if they lose the game, somebody's going to raise their hand the next day and say, "Why? Why not?" And I don't have, you know, they won a game. They pro- they they probably had to win. They're going to win. They're going to be three and two, um, and then they have that real tough stretch. And again,
0: if you get through a four and four, I think you're okay.
1: Well, I mean.
0: If you get to the midway point, four and four, you can, you're a all right. lot
1: of this is going to come down to what they do against the Cowboys, right? If, if you're trying to win the division, and there's a huge game Sunday night because if the boys lose, all of a sudden that three game deficit you were looking at is one game deficit. If the boys win and they're slight favorites, um, you know it's two, but you're still, you know, you're still kind of touching them, sort of, because um, I don't think the Redskins and the Giants are going to. Yeah, be a problem. No, there's be, actually
0: a report in the Washington Post the, today that if uh the Redskins lose on Sunday that Jay Gruden will be
1: fired. Doesn't matter. I know. The, but, the, the Redskins are, haven't been a factor. Well, yeah, they were. When Griffin was there they had the the, the good year under Shanahan, so I can't And last year they were 5 and 2, So their quarterback got crunched. But the Redskins basically haven't been relevant in in a while. And the Giants even if the quarterback turns out to be decent, which yeah, I mean without Barkley for six, eight weeks or whatever, he's going to be out. Maybe they win five games or something like that, and you have to hope that one of them is not against the Eagles.
0: One of the long, the big-picture views after a game like that, and one of the benefits, one of the rare benefits of Thursday Night Football is you get a long week coming up, you know, before you play the Jets. And given all the injuries they have, and on Friday we should point out that the Eagles signed Orlando Skandrick again. I don't know if that's an answer or an upgrade, whatever, from whatever they have.
1: It's like the Phillies signing some of the guys they signed. It's like Brad. Summer. He's yes. like the
0: Sean Rodriguez of a, defensive backs.
1: There, there aren't guys out there. There's a guy in Jacksonville, but you're going to have to buck up.
0: Well, and that leads to the question. You know, it would have been easy for the Eagles to walk away at 1-3 from, from Jalen Ramsey if they had lost last night. Could have said, hey, you know, do we really want to mortgage something that was looking yeah, you know, to win a division that could be a long shot, okay? Even at one and three, or even this early, does the pressure kind of get turned up on Howie now to get the deal done because you are down so many defensive backs and because of the fact that you're, you're right in the middle of this? I mean, you know, and once it,
1: again, you're, make, you're, you're, you're making if the Eagles were one and three and really thought and, they were and, good enough to make, then what difference does it make? This is not, you're not just about getting him for this year. You're not giving away. See, you're making it this year.
0: Is there a sense of urgency to get him in now?
1: I think there was a sense of urgency if they were one and three. If you can get one of the best cornerbacks, allegedly, I'm just going by what people tell me, if you're getting one of the guy a lockdown, quote-unquote, cornerback, and you're, you're not getting him for this year. No. It's, you're getting him for, like, five, six, seven, eight years because if you get him and don't sign him, then... Giving up two number one picks unless you get a Super Bowl out of it was probably stupid. But I don't think it's, it, 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 you know, I don't. first of all, I don't know what, if I'm Jacksonville, to me, it comes, you know, you don't want to give him up for less than you think he's worth. The owner apparently doesn't want to give him up. But at the same point, do you want him on your team? You know, then it becomes like the distraction. Well, kind it's of it's, thing.
0: A, it's been for lack of a better term, it's a pissing contest between him and, and Tom Coughlin right now, between Rams and Tom Coughlin. I think
1: Tom Coughlin wants him gone. Yeah. I think it's the owner that doesn't want him gone. So it's not a pissing match between it's a
0: and who usually, whatever, and usually who usually wins a pissing contest between an the owner. owner and a GM? Always the owner.
1: Well that means but and there's also a guy in Miami that people talking about Howard, um, I don't know, a cornerback, a defensive back, that they said might be more gettable than Ramsey, he's not probably not as good as Ramsey. I mean, if you know, it's not about giving up the two number one picks. You you can give up two number one picks. Cause you don't know what the number one pick is. It could be Aguilure. It could be twenty-nine or thirty. Easily. It could be Aguilure at 17. Okay. It also could be a Hall of Famer. You don't know that. But it's what you're going to are you willing to pay this guy in in another year? 'Cause that's what it's going to come down to. And in the NFL, that affects your salary cap. Yep. And I'm not saying they shouldn't do it, but if you're going to pay a cornerback uh sixteen million, seventeen million, that's probably going to affect your ability to do something else. But if he's a if he's Revis, I I Revis was pretty good for about five or six years.
0: Yeah. Uh one final thing on Thursday night football. And this is a complaint we hear so much in the NFL anyway. God, that was a poorly officiated game last night. I mean, just outright—you know—the the pass interference rules are just out of control.
1: Well, that's not point. the referee's fault.
0: No, I think the NFL has created a monster. with You this. think? <laughs> Obviously, because and that was uh, that was a bad challenge by Duck. There were there was no way they were ever going to overturn the one PI on the Eagles. That they called.
1: I'm, I'm even losing track. I, I know the one on the Jets should have been. I mean, the on, one on, on the Packers, Packers should have been when the guy hit um, right. uh, his face mask or whatever. And the
0: one where Jeffrey actually would say later it looked like he lost it in the lights. It was the ball that and, and but this, the this but is the Packer happen. player got there maybe a half a second. Game, Kevin. Yeah,
1: it's, it's not I, I, it, like shocking. It, they're, they're, every game there's going to be referee calls because they're going to go to replay. Because that's the way the system is set up. And like Collingsworth said last night, he thought the Aikman. one one reason. Aikman. What am I saying? God, I'm losing track of my mind. I'm used to the Collingsworth on a night game. Aikman said he he thought it was pass interference. And even, was it Pereira, Pereira? Pereira. He said. But they didn't want to overturn it. Because I guess if you overturn too many, it, it's a bad look. But, th- look, games, I mean, how about this? May, maybe I'm an idiot. How stupid are players, really? <laughs> no, no, let, let's be honest here. And I know it's a violent game. You're making split-second decisions. You're big boys. Is this what the Der-
0: Derek Barnett play? What
1: Derek Barnett did is stupid. Forget about it being aggressive. Three Eagles had a guy tackled at the line of scrimmage or behind the lines or whatever well, how
0: about the line? How about the but- play on the linebacker in the next to last drive where he's, he throws the guy down like you're not going to get a call there? Stupid. <laughs>
1: So am I stupid for how and how about the Packer guy that roughed Carson Wentz? Yeah. Like, like he wasn't going 96, I think it was. He wasn't going to get seen. Like Carson Wentz lets the ball go and you push him or you do whatever they did. I'm just sick of stupidity.
0: How about and, how about the ball that bounced? That they let go as a catch. Fourth uh, quarter. Well,
1: yeah, well that well, Doug should have challenged.
0: But Doug had already lost the challenge because well, of the pass interference. I,
1: I get it. Um, but that, yeah, I mean, it, 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 looked to me like it hit the ground, whether they would have overturned it. I don't know. Cause you have to be conclusive, but there are just plays where you sit there and go, there is no way that Derek, Barnett, Zach
0: Brown, uh, penalty is the one I was referring no to. No
1: way that Derek Barnett can justify what he did.
0: He should have been tossed out
1: that, that aside. Maybe he should have, but what was he thinking? Three of his teammates had, if he had come in and tried to strip the ball. That's not what he did. Right. Three guys had the guy stood up. What? And he runs three. He takes three steps to what? Crap. What, what, what? Like, I was being aggressive. Really? Okay. And and that's fine, but that's going to get you in, in a boatload of hot water. If, and I just feared it. And even like the one. Penalties can, you know, in the NFL now where you're going to play close games, and one bad penalty can, you know, just doom you.
0: all right phillies actually we'll get to the phillies after the picks you want to do that let's do the picks
1: okay Um right. just point me where you wanna go take me to the action take me to the track take me to a party if the threaten in the back i've been working all my life can't afford to wait let me call my wife so i can tell her i've been
0: Ah yes, some easy money. We're not guaranteeing we're going to give you any. It's the four amusement only picks. Last week, I I can tell you, I went two and two in the college and one and two in the NFL.
1: See, here's my problem. Good, my big, and I, I, because I do this for Betters insider, and I hope people are going to Betters insider and you know whatever. Um, because I usually check. But, like, last week, I kept the paper. You have my, a
0: full paper.
1: Well, because I'll write every game down that, I, that I'm that i thinking of. Okay. You know, whatever, and then I'll go. And, how,
0: and ma- how many do you have?
1: I don't know. Maybe 10, 12. I mean, there's there's 70 college games or whatever. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so anyway. But last week, I, I think I gave them out here. Kind yeah. of. But I gave out a lot. But one of ones was Syracuse. Yeah. Laying five to Western Michigan. And we, bo- I,
0: and we both said Buffalo. Uh,
1: Buffalo. But. Well, that but that I actually took. Yeah, and then the other one was BC laying eight and a half at Rutgers. Now I didn't take them on betters inside or those two. They both went easy. Yeah, because but usually sometimes I, I get scared or I, or I you know, it, it was like but Syracuse was was due for a really good game and they were playing Western Michigan, giving five, and Rutgers is horrible. Yep, I don't care if BC isn't good, mm-hmm. Rutgers is horrible. So. That, I mean, and my, I'm getting to the point now where I almost, as you will see in some of these picks, it's almost like I'm betting against teams rather than the team I'm taking.
0: Taking. All right, let's start with the college football picks, Michael. Why
1: don't you go first? That way, we'll maybe we'll I'll switch my karma. You? I went first last week. You did okay. Now this one, don't ask me how I came up with this one, but I did. Last week I took against Colorado State on betters, and mm-hmm. I took Toledo. Getting, like, 10. And Toledo won outright. Because my friend in Toledo, I called him and said, hey, what do you think? He said, I think they got you. Okay. I'm taking Colorado State. Because Colorado State's not a horrible team. Right. Getting 24 at Utah State. Utah State's not bad. um, But 24 seems like an awful lot of points. And they're, they have LSU next week. They're going to LSU. I don't know if that means they'll be looking at whatever. They did win. They almost won at Wake Forest, and they did win at San Diego State. I just think it's one of those games. Colorado State probably loses by a couple of touchdowns because of that, but twenty-four just seems like an awful lot to me. Which, of course, means Utah State's going to win fifty to seven. But
0: uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I was not in love with a lot of the college.
1: Lines, I thought it was so Utah like, when I first looked at it.
0: I, I actually have Utah on <laughs> my regular picks, so. Um you want to pick your second game here? No, probably. you pick one. We'll go back right. and forth. All right, I'm going to start. I got three college this week. Again, I don't love the slate.
1: I'll probably have more than three, and I'm w- I'm with you about the slate.
0: It's not a good week.
1: Uh, I was, I was tempted
0: is. about taking Virginia, late, uh, getting 11 and a half. I wonder about Notre Dame, maybe a bounce. But...
1: I don't think it's about Notre Dame. I think Virginia's decent.
0: I know. I, yeah. think, I think it's too many points. I think people overreacted a little bit with Notre Dame last week. Notre Dame played really well. Yeah. Virginia on the road. I just I stayed away from that though. All
1: right, if I was taking a side in that game, I probably would lean to Virginia. Yeah,
0: actually, the lines up to twelve and a half now.
1: That mean, tells you somebody's betting the crap out of in.
0: Uh I'm going to take Kentucky though as my first pick, getting three and a half on the road at South Carolina. I South the, Carolina, I have
1: the line at three, but okay. okay. And the reason I do is because I was taking the other side. Uh, you're saying, and, and not one of my. It's just something I threw out on Better's Insider.
0: I, the reason why is I, I just. South Carolina is coming off one of them weeks where they, you know, you play Alabama, and if it it, it it hangs over, right?
1: Uh, maybe there's I a hang.
0: I mean, there is a potential for a hangover effect here. And Kentucky's pretty good. I mean, two weeks ago we're talking about Kentucky beating Florida for a second straight year, and, and perhaps taking a run at getting into the SEC championship game which is a bit ridiculous cuz Georgia is going to be there too. I mean to me Kentucky
1: ain't winning the SEC East if that's what you were trying to
0: Well no no, I'm saying we you know people were talking about the winner of Florida and Kentucky had a shot to win the SEC East of course until they, they played Georgia, until they played Georgia. Until they played Georgia.
1: Right. Um
0: I, you know I like what Kentucky's become as a program. I'm, g- I'm going to take Kentucky. Well, I'll take the three and a half. It'll be a close game. I had
1: three, but that's okay. The Wildcats, they've won five straight in this series. First time ever. South Carolina won 13 of 14 before that. South Carolina plays the toughest schedule in the nation. And I just think, and you could be right, I just think this will be one of their easier games in terms of who they're lining up against. And it might be like, oh, my God, we can actually maybe win this game. I think they need the game more to Kentucky. They're at home. So I took them. But not like is you know, I mean it was just a game I kinda threw out there. Okay, so I gotta come up with my next one, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give that's you the way you, it works. I'm gonna give you more than three though, but that's okay. Okay. I took Stanford minus four at Oregon State. I know Stanford lost three straight, but they were to Southern Cal, Central Florida, and Oregon. This isn't a great Stanford team, but Oregon State stinks. And I'm not saying look, stinky teams have to win games or stinky teams have to cover. Um and I think Oregon State's actually played them okay. And they, and the cards get Washington next week, so it is like a sandwich game, except for the fact that they've lost three in a row. I don't think there's a sandwich game when you've lost three. So I, I will take a chance that the Stanfords, you know, can win by like a touchdown on the road. Maybe not.
0: You know, honestly, I almost switched Oregon State in that game because I, I think Stanford right now, Stanford's travel log has been – Ridiculous, and they're beat up physically. But could be. I'm going to stay in the. I'm going to stay in the SEC. I'm going to go to the SEC West. I'll take Auburn. I'll lay ten and a half at Mississippi State. Auburn's a really good football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that win over Oregon the first week kind of showed it. The young quarterback is phenomenal. And you know, I just Mississippi State's one of them weird teams that you sometimes feel a little weird going against. I'll just take I'll take Auburn though I'll lay the ten and a half. That's not gonna I just get the sense that turns out to be one of them games. Ends up maybe in the seventeen point range.
1: If I was taking if you you put a gun to my head, I probably would have taken the visitors. Um, because I think Auburn's really good, but they're probably going to finish third in that division. Um.
0: Maybe the best third place in a division.
1: Well, it's a, this, the, the, whoever finishes third in the SEC West is always the best. Maybe the seventh
0: best team in, in the country. But,
1: but it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that's fine. Okay, let me see here because I got like six. I'll, I'll try to figure out. I'll throw this one out only because people. I'm taking Michigan laying the four touchdowns. Wow. And You're, yeah, Michigan, still has faith in Jim. No, I have unfaith faith in Rutgers. In Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers is going on the road to play a Michigan. And look, Michigan has um somebody good next week. They, they, um, so it's like a sandwich game for them. Um, but I don't care. And, and and you know what, Michigan might only win by seventeen or twenty because maybe they are that messed up. I just see like a like a forty-two-seven game because I don't think Rutgers can help it. That's you know um but again'm I'm, I'm I'm not like in love with it but I, I would bet against Rutgers every week and, uh, and Connecticut's another one of those teams like I, I would bet against Connecticut like every week if I could but they're going to cover a few because the rules say they have to
0: I'm going pack 12 a- on uh, pack 12 after dark
1: they're all after dark
0: no this one the 10 o'clock pac 12 <laughs> game gamblers were gamblers last shot basically on a Saturday night.
1: Yeah, until Sunday afternoon. Till Sunday
0: afternoon. Um, I'll take Utah. You know, I think the Utes bounced back after a tough loss last week to, to USC where they kind of got exposed. Any hope of playing their way into the playoff, probably gone. And when you think of that, you think, wow, that's a bad week. How does the team bounce back? Their Their performance last week was nothing compared to what Washington State did in blowing a 32-point lead to Chip Kelly. And just absolutely melting down and showing no defense at all. Games in Salt Lake City, the line's only six and a half. I get Mike Leach's team can throw a ton of points up. I get Utah offensively can be a little stagnant. I'll take the better defense over the better offense. I'll take Utah. My, my only
1: problem is I don't know what to make of Washington State. I think Utah's going to probably play a good game. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they won't be too deflated by the loss, even though it probably was deflating to them. They were slight favorites, but
0: again, can't I be just, worse. Can't be worse than losing yeah, th- but, 32. But, whoa, thirty-two.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. They were up though, forty-eight to thirteen, or whatever. I mean, they had a crummy quarter and a half. I get it, a, a historic quarter and a half, and, and they may go out and lose by fifty this week. But I'm just saying, well, on uh, Washington State's one of those teams that I. Just don't trust. Especially when Mike Leach is getting points, only because Mike Leach can can sometimes put up. But you're probably right. I mean, I would just stay away from it. That's me. But after last week, uh, I may not play them again the whole year. For or nay. Hey, I'm gonna throw a couple others out here. Go ahead. Bonus picks. Oklahoma versus Texas Tech over to 70. Good pick. Well, we'll see. <laughs> they're all no, good. I actually they're think- all good picks. Um, the last couple years, the last two years, last year it was fifty-one forty-six. year before that 49-27. Um, there's always a chance the game could only get to the high fifties or low sixties. Oklahoma is going to score. They want Jalen Hurts to win the Heisman. I mean, and they want to get back to the playoffs. So they're going to score. Texas yeah. Tech can't stop. The thing is, and Texas Tech, I think is going to put some points up. Maybe not, you know, I mean, the line I think is 27, but I could see like, uh, you know, 49 28 game, uh, 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 something like that, because uh, that's what Oklahoma does. And here's another one. I'm interested to see what you think about this, because I thought about this for a while. NC State getting six and a half at Florida State. I can't stand Florida State. They were almost lost to Louisville last week, and I don't know what NC State has. I'm, I'm not really. Florida State may win this game by three touchdowns, and, and they'll all be signing Willie Taggart to a 30 year extension. Really, I know. I mean, again, it's just one, and Florida State probably will win the game. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm supposing. Although I think um, the, 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 the the NC State's won the last two meetings, but you know that that's a different NC State team. Um, so that anyway, and I have a couple more, but I'm not going. What, what, real, what, I think. What, how about the Temple game? You have any on the Temple game?
0: I'm covering it, so I can't.
1: Oh, okay. No, that's okay.
0: I'm doing. I'm doing it for AP, so I'm not going to a prediction.
1: That's okay. No. Okay. I I think the line's pretty good. I kind of think Temple may get a, barely get a cover. Like win by 10. I mean,
0: I think it's a big moment for Temple because.
1: But Georgia Tech's not much. They really aren't. They aren't. Like Temple's going to make a big deal of the fact if they win, that they beat an ACC team. Just like when they beat Merlin. They beat a big 10. They beat a big 10. And and I've seen this before. Do,
0: do Do I know which, the one game I was really tempted to play and I'm not, playing it, because by the time we release it, it, it'll be mid-game. By the time we release this podcast. Tonight? I kind of like Maryland tonight, and I think Maryland wins outright.
1: I was, if if you put a gun to my head again, I probably would lean toward, because I don't think, this is Penn State's first road game, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're young guys. I mean, Maryland.
0: Six and a half, Friday night. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I would probably lean that way. Um, I'm not in love with the game. I, I actually liked a little bit of another game tonight. But I, but I don't like it enough to throw it out. But Arizona State getting four Cal. Cal's 4-0. They're pretty good. They don't score a lot. Herm's coming off not a good loss last week after a good win the week before. Um, but the four points didn't do anything for me, so I just kind of stayed away.
0: All right. As we listen or as we get ready for we move from week five in college football. It's hard to believe it's week five in college football. No, it
1: isn't. It's going to be October soon. I mean, it's going to be World Series soon. Yeah. Playoffs or whatever. Yeah.
0: Now to week four.
1: The league where they play.
0: For pay. There they go. There you go. So we are about ready for week four of the NFL. Where is my, mu- where is my music here? Here we go.
1: I didn't like this week's slate either for this.
0: uh, I actually have five games. No, that's <laughs> I have, fine. I have games I love there you go. in the NFL. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to start in Buffalo. I'm going to start with the three and O Buffalo Bills, and I don't think they have a prayer against the New England Patriots, who are favored by seven and a half.
1: Now you do know that Vegas Vic in the in the paper loves this game, and he likes the other side.
0: He loves Buffalo.
1: Uh, and he gave out the reasons. I I I'm trying to remember. But it, he thinks it's going to be a low-scoring game because they both play defense. I, I mean, look, they're like Tom Brady's like thirty and three against the Bills. Now mm-hmm. I don't know what he is covering against the Bills. I, I I I find it hard to ever bet against the Pats, just because this
0: feels like a statement game where Bill Belichick. I think the Bills are feeling a little cocky. Bills are feeling a little bit, all right, we can play with anybody. We barely beat the Bengals at home last week.
1: I don't think the Bills are feeling cocky. I think they're feeling like the best team in football is coming in and... We beat them like once every five years, and,
0: and it's the it's a statement
1: game for them. You love saying stuff like that. No, I, they're no, but calling you it a statement no, but game in Buffalo. No, but you do though. No, that's the reporters. That's people like you. That's not the Bills. The I mean, a couple of Bills have talked about it being a measuring stick game. Oh, measuring stick. Uh, yeah. Guess what?
0: Here comes the measuring stick. Okay. You're going to lose by twenty.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll
0: take New England.
1: And, and they may. I I think I, yeah I I. Would just stay away from it because I, I the line seems low to me. That that's the problem I'm having. It just seems a little low, and I get weird about that. Like to me, the line should be more like ten. Um, but Buffalo's three and zero. Oh, I get it. They, you know, so so it's only seven.
0: All right, your okay. first pick.
1: I'm gonna go with the Texans over to Panthers, laying four. I know the Panthers came up big last week without Cam. I just have a hard time finding that they're gonna go on the road and do it again. And I think the Texans. Texans have been hard to figure out. They, they play well at home. I think they've won like eight or last nine at home. Four doesn't seem like a heavy-duty number. And I'm basically betting on Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Deshaun Watson last week. I thought that the the Texans were a little bit overrated after, you know, two, you know the way they played the first two weeks. I thought people were... Giving them a little bit of benefit, of, doubt. of course. Then they go to L. A. and they beat the Chargers. So two and one coming home, I can see that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like Deshaun a lot. I'm not in love with him, like some people. I think are, are like like making it like he's a top six quarterback. I, I I don't think he's quite that. I think, and he gets hit a lot. I mean, he gets hit like all the time, as Cam does. But I think at home, I don't know. I just think they're going to win that game by more than four. Hopefully
0: let's go into the NFC East. I'll take the giants laying three at home against the Washington Redskins. Yes. It might be the Jay Gruden trying to save his job game, but boy, the Redskin defense has been disappointing and they look like a team on Monday night. That was ready to roll up already against the bears and the giants with Daniel Jones. It, it's just sometimes a feel for things. Daniel Jones played really well last week against Tampa. Granted, Tampa's not a world-beater either, okay? I just sensed going home, big game for him, making his home debut at the Meadowlands.
1: Yeah, I almost took this. Um, only, You're only
0: having to lay a field goal. I'll take the Giants. The
1: pro, I hate division games because they're division games. But
0: By the way, the Washington defense that everybody have has is this great...
1: Juggernaut. Well, you got to tell me who everybody is cuz I didn't. So I I mean I they, they, I thought they would win 4 games this year. How can you have a defensive juggernaut and be projected to win 4 or 5 games? You got to answer me that question.
0: I'm just telling you everybody thought that the the Redskin defense would be their sh- clear
1: strength. Okay. Maybe it is, and they just think. But the only problem <laughs> I have is you're asking them, you know, after last week everybody's, "Okay, I get it. He played really well." They, they won a game they probably should have lost at the end, but he played well. But now Barkley's out. He didn't play Yeah, that, the that does hurt. Um, I, I I could not play the Washington side of this game, I don't think. It just scares me a little because it's a division game. The expectations are going to be so high, but, but it's hard to see the Giants losing the game. I mean, I'll put this one. If the Giants lose this game, that tells me something about the Giants.
0: Oh, it tells you it, you got to win this yeah. game.
1: You know, you're coming home, you're playing an 0 3 and the, the Redskins have played, in all fairness, three really good teams. The Giants have not. I mean, they've played the Bears, the Eagles, and um Cowboys. Cowboys. So, you know, they've played three really good teams. Three teams that are projected to be in the playoffs, you know, whatever. So, I don't know. It just scares me. The game I, the game just scares me a little bit. Two donkey teams, but that, you know, you, you get that. There's a
0: donkey fest every there, week in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's see what we got here. Why did I. No, I'm losing some of my whatever I have. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, my story here is conking out on me. Hold on a second. I know who I took. I took, um, the Falcons. Okay. Lane four to the Titans at ho- at home. Because I just think the, the, the Vikings, I mean, the, the, um, Falcons are like a different team at home. Matty Ice is like a different quarterback at home. I think they've won... It's just a, it's just a, a really different record. And so I'll take a shot because I don't think the Titans are all that. Mariota, I mean, Mariota is really... I didn't think he was ever going to be like a star star. Right. But I thought he'd be a little bit better than this. And he, and he played well. They're a tough team to watch. Uh, they are.
0: the uh, Tennessee.
1: Yeah. No, n- there's no doubt. Um. So, so anyway, I'm going to... I, I will take uh, the Falcons and hope that uh, they can come up with a good effort at home. The
0: last, the ofi- well, the last official pick on this. Oops. Do you know what Teddy Bridgewater's record is in um in games against the spread when he's been starting quarterback? I have no idea. Twenty three and seven.
1: Well, I guess you're taking the Saints.
0: I'm taking the Saints. Getting three at home against the against the Cowboys. Getting three. I get it. No Drew Brees. I get that the Cowboys are three and zero. Who the Cowboys played? I just uh, you're going to give me you're going to give me the Saints at home and points. I'll take them.
1: Okay. I hope they can stop Ezekiel because if they can't, then they won't win. It's it's very simple. That's the way you beat the Cowboys. You stop. Them. We
0: learn a lot about the Cowboys in the next couple weeks. Well,
1: when, when when the next two weeks when are Zeke big. can run the ball. It sets it makes the quarterback eons better. And you know, that's the only thing I have against the quarterback. I don't think he can win like I think Wentz can win game. Well, no, obviously I guess the record shows he can't. But I and I, and I like I like Dak. I'm not an anti Dak guy. I just think I don't think he's quite, you know, up in that but I, like no, enough, I hear the, the Cowboys are pretty good. I mean and yeah, I mean, I, I, I stayed away from that game. I, I just didn't like that game because I'll be rooting for the Saints. And I hate betting who I root for. Okay, I so I got one more. I'm yep. going to go with Bears over the Vikings, given two and a half. I think the Vikes are, might be the better team. The Vikes are not a good road team. No. They haven't been a good road team. I know that I'm not sold on Mitchell Trubisky. Bears defense is really good. Um, I, I'm not saying it's going to be a high-scoring game, but two-and-a-half, you know, you can win by a field goal, and, you know, that's asking the Bears to kick a field goal. I just think the Bears already lost to Green Bay at home. They lose this one at home. Eh, it's not good. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bears doing the two-and-a-half against the Vikes. All right,
0: I have two other ones here. Go for it. And, of course, I just messed it up. And um, One's a teaser. Um, my teasers of the week, if you will, it's a package. Well, it's gotta be a package. That's the definition of a teaser. Uh, the Ravens over the Browns, which would be basically outright. I think it's maybe a one point
1: difference, right? You'd be, you'd be, you'd have to win by two. Okay. The chiefs over the lions on the road. Yeah. You'd have to win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It, that just, it looks so easy. Well, I will say this. It's First of all, it's never easy. That's that's a bad way to approach that because I've found no, that. At it, the but it looks easy. It, it looks easy. But the last two, the, the Browns basically played the Ravens like two really good games. I I don't see the Browns winning. But I, I've said that before about teams and they've lost. I actually played one with the Chiefs mm-hmm. and the Colts over the Raiders. So the Colts would have to win by two. Um And that's just... And I actually took another one taking the Browns up to, like, 13, I think it was. And the Bills in 13. For whatever that's worth. Uh, The the problem with teasers is I always look to do teasers exactly what you did. It's exactly what gets you in trouble. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. You look at a card and you say, these four teams can't win the game, but I don't know if they're going to cover the six. And you know what happens? Two of those teams lose the game outright and, and it's just the way I'm, I'm telling you I, did, I've, I I've done this going back to last year and I've thrown teasers out there and invariably two-thirds of them lose because of that exact reason that I look up on Sunday night and say had that team lose that game at home but it happens so
0: and the last and the last game I kind of looked at you know it's this Monday night game is not going to be good. It's the, it's the Steelers and the and the Bengals rather.
1: You can only look at one side of that game.
0: It's it's Pittsburgh,
1: right? And again, I think
0: lane, lane four right but, now.
1: But we always fall. That that's why they build casinos out in, in yep. Vegas because when people look at cards, and I'm guilty of this, and. You, there's, there's 16 games, 15 games, whatever. If there's 15. Well, this week is 14. Okay. Yeah. I'm just throwing a number out there. you see 14 games. You'll like the favorite in 10 of the games. That's the problem with the public. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to do this in college all the time when I had to make the picks in the daily news. And a lot of times I didn't, I just, and at the end I would sit there and go, there's 15 games. I took 10 favorites and invariably I'd go five and 10. And there was one year where I was just going to take all the underdogs every week without looking at the game. I probably would have ended up at like 55% or whatever. Because favorites don't cover. They don't. We sit there all the time and we'll we'll look. Because we're in love with Oklahoma. We're in love with Ohio State. We're in love with Alabama. And maybe they're bad examples. But we just look at games and say, okay, perfect example. Utah's at home. They're going to beat Washington State. And they may. And that's why they have money lines. So you can do that kind of stuff. But it's just I always the get in, always is the wild I card. I always get in trouble betting favorites. And I always look at a game that's like a six point spread and I'll say, I'm not sure they're gonna cover six. But wait a minute. If I think they're gonna win, why wouldn't I think they're gonna cover the six? Yeah, I hear you. And but that's because I'm an amateur.
0: So that's our picks for week five of college football, week four of the NFL. Um not real confident, I don't think, either one of us in in our selections. That's
1: usually week. a good sign. Usually yeah. when I'm not confident, then I do well.
0: Uh, final thing before we go. Next week, we will try to line up a few Phillies guests here as we uh, kind of throw a roundtable on the end of their season and whatever changes are going to take place. As we record this on Friday, it's before uh, the first game of the Marlins series. Phillies would have to sweep the Marlins to finish above 500. Uh, Gabe Kapler to Mike. And again, I
1: don't care. Somebody was on the radio today and said the same exact thing. I can't. Who was I listening to?
0: I'm just saying as a statement of fact. No, but.
1: I, I know, but but we we have I, he's been bringing it up. We've been bringing it up. It nobody cares. Nobody cares. It, it it's, it's a stupid thing. You the season will go down as a failure, regardless of what you thought in March. Whether you thought they were going making a run at the World Series or whether you just thought they were going to make the playoffs, whatever you thought, it's been a failure. So to me, the degree of the failure—it's like if the if the Eagles were in a situation where they could go eight and eight or six and ten, I, and they're going to be sitting home. I don't care, but that's uh, you know uh,
0: uh, an interesting story in the Athletic today. Uh, Matt Gelb and Mega Malmero wrote it about kind of the the mindset of looking at the situation with the Phillies pitchers and the decisions change pitching coaches last year. Both are reporting that there was friction between Rick Kranitz and Gabe Kapler. And the Phillies obviously also trying to keep Did Gabe him. hire him? No. Uh Gabe was kind of forced, sick, to, hire forced, forced okay. to hire him. Forced to hire Okay. Then, you know, in November it was a decision where a couple of teams wanted to interview Chris Young, the Phillies assistant pitching coach at the time. The Phillies don't want to give him up. They promoted him, let Kranitz go. And there were some interesting comments from some pitchers anonymously saying they didn't like the way it was handled. They felt that the Phillies, uh, that uh, Chris Young basically would tell them what to do but not show them how to do it. There wasn't much teaching, just kind of orders given. Um, And, and Mike, I I don't know if you guys shot to read the article or not, but to me it almost reeks of somebody is laying the groundwork here for some major coaching staff changes, at least with – the pitching coach, uh, and we should point out that that uh, Gabe Kapler denied that there was friction between him and Kranitz. Well, of course he's
1: going to deny it. Um, but but, but, but is not Gabe's fault then. If what you're explaining to me, and I don't know how most organizations work because I'm not a baseball writer, but to me, if I name Gabe Kapler my manager, I should give Gabe Kapler the power to choose his coaching staff. I shouldn't be telling him who – it's like – a general, it's, it's like, you know, what did Bill Parcells you say? You know, don't let uh, me, choose, the let me yeah. choose my players. Why, if you're the Phillies, if you pick Gabe Kapler and then you're going to fire him and say, well, you know, when you picked his staff and now the staff is in question, you know, so, so Gabe could get up there and say, hey, I didn't pick, pick Chris Young or Young. I didn't pick him. Well, that
0: no, I, I think, uh, let me clarify. Chris Young, he apparently pushed for. Gabe did. Gabe did.
1: Okay. Well then, Gabe. Well then, he'll take-
0: but he did it after Kranitz, who he did not have a hand in picking. Okay. And him, he the the report had, there was friction points, and now the Phillies pitchers are pushing back on Chris Young, basically saying you were telling us okay, throw the ball high in the strike zone, or, you know. Uh,
1: like- so so they'll get a new pitching coach, and next year in the middle of the year when Pivetta's two and six, and can't throw a pitch, we're gonna blame who? I mean. You know, when the hitters don't hit, let's bring Charlie Manuel in. And I'm not saying. Well, that doesn't it, that lead you to think that, I mean. How about so at some point the players say, you know what? I didn't do a good enough job. I didn't throw enough strikes. I didn't do. It's always. Why is it always so? And maybe it is Chris Young's fault. I'm not saying it's not. But why is it always somebody's fault when the team isn't doing. Some guy who's getting paid $10 million to throw strikes and win games can't. Because Chris, Chris Young told me to throw this way. Really? Yeah. And Charlie comes in. The first two games they hit the ball. Oh, look, Charlie. Did they hit the ball the rest of the year? No. Come on. It's it's when lo- this is what losing teams do. This is what losing teams do. They just sit there and say, well, you know, well, and one. This thing- is the reason. This is the reason. That's the reason. You know. You know. Reese uh, Hoskins can only is only hitting one eighty. It must be so much Mike
0: fault. And Mike, you noticed know too from being a reporter. This is what losing teams do when they're laying the groundwork to make major changes. They 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 lay a paper trail out of so why something's going to... And I'm not just talking. This is my theory, okay? My theory is this points to an organizational issue. They brought... Chris Young in to be the pitching coach because they wanted to streamline the whole staff, uh, all the, the pitching philosophy up and down the rotation. Chris Young was more in line to what the Mac Clintax of the world wanted to do. They brought in John Malley to do, to do the same thing on the hitting side. You know, every player from, you know, Williamsport up was going to be taught the John Malley way. Well, John Malley's gone. And, you know, you're looking at a, I would say more than 50, 50 shot that Christian is gone. You would think also the point point is what the point is here that it's an organizational issue. And that doesn't mean just the manager. That means the general manager. And when somebody's floating this stuff that tells you that somebody in the organization is thinking of a massive change.
1: Okay. So Kevin, so we're going to dissect this from 360 degrees they're going to make a decision in a week or so. They're going to come Monday out Monday or you. Tuesday. Yeah, Whatever. probably. If they fire the general manager, it's not shocking. You're trying to make it out like it's going to be this shock. If they don't oh, fire, I, I would if they be don't surprised. Fire him, I'm not shocked. Like if he comes back, what, what I would foresee happening is the manager will take the hit. Clintock will keep his job somehow, some way, and Middleton will give Clintock another year to somehow show something whatever that something is what that means i don't know but if these are organizational decisions then middleton ultimately has to take responsibility for it cuz he's the guy that puts these guys in place but but you're not saying anything here that nobody doesn't know no. it, it it's like yeah well, we know there's issues we know when the hitting coach gets let go there's an issue when the pitchers are having trouble doing what you thought the pitchers could do cuz in the offseason, they all thought maybe they could do
0: But I guess what I'm saying is that if you're, you know, and at this time of year, granted, when there's changes looming, everybody looks for breadcrumbs. This is breadcrumbs to what the mindset of the. This came from so this
1: type of information doesn't come from a rogue, just a rogue pitcher. Okay, so they're going to so okay, so fine, they're going to fire people. (laughs) How do you want me to react? They just went, they're going to go 500 or below 500 or a game above 500 when they thought they were going to get to the playoffs. Finish fourth. And, and this just in. Kevin, Kevin and Mike have learned, that the, or the Athletic has learned, that the Phillies might be firing people. Okay. Next sentence. I, I don't, you know, it's not like the Eagles are firing Doug Peterson here. Right? It, it's just, it, 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 if, if, if I was a betting person, I would figure that is going to take the hit. And Clintax back. Clintax back. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they all go. Maybe Middleton, maybe they lose these three games in the Marlins, and Middleton jumps off a fan and says, I can't take this anymore. He's like the guy in network. Um,
0: Do you find it weird he was on the whole trip to D.C.?
1: No, because D.C. is a train ride away. Now, Why would I be surprised that he would go? If they were playing in L.A., he probably wouldn't have been there. I'm guessing. Uh, again, if, if he's making a decision based on what happened the last week, then, then shame on him. It shouldn't be that. If his, if his reason for letting Kapler go is going to be, we didn't play well at the end when we were trying to get a for, winning record. Okay. Okay. Fine. The reason should be we didn't play well the second half of the season. That should be the reason. For the second straight year. Well, I don't even count last year. They, 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 last year they surprised everybody by being in the position they were. So they didn't have Harper. They didn't, you know, they they okay. And and then they they faltered. You're, you know, you're allowed. This year was a little bit different. You added five all-stars to your lineup, albeit they were all stars, you know, whatever. You added a $330 million right fielder, and the expectations were way higher than they were last year, rightly or wrongly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I, I would be surprised. If they make they, they they can't make no changes. I mean, it's almost like they've backed him into a corner. I mean, Kapler has to go. It's just because if you bring him back, I just think the city goes like really, like this is what you're expecting me to get excited about. And then Gabe the whole winter talking about the positives of how they're you know they're going to this that and the other and and
0: I mean, uh, well and that leads to a point. If Gabe Kapler's press conferences weren't public publicly out there every night, you know, if they weren't on television, if, if he didn't do the radio spot, everywhere, I almost think he would be better off than, then I think people have just become annoyed and tired of, well, the he has to talk Poth. after games. Everybody. No, no, does. no. I'm, I'm saying there are some managers. Let's be honest. Do you remember one Pete McCannon press
1: conference? No, because I didn't care about Pete McCannon because the team stunk. It's different. Now the team is supposed to not how, stink. how much do you remember? I mean, Charlie manual. Well, I mean, press. I mean when, when the Eagles stunk, I didn't care what their coach was saying. Now, it's been a long time, but I mean, like, yeah, Ray Rhodes. I didn't care what Ray Rhodes said. The team stunk. Oh. Eddie Kai, or not Eddie uh, who was the guy that coached the, Rich Cotite. I care less what Rich Cotite said. Hey, when Charlie Manuel was managing, it, it, you could say the same thing about Charlie Manuel. If people hadn't heard all the, his interviews, they wouldn't have thought he was a country bumpkin from West Virginia. Because they formed opinions of him the first couple years, but then they won a World Series. What could you say? So if Gabe comes back next year and God forbid they win 90 games and they win a playoff round or something, I guarantee you people won't feel the same way about Gabe. The, one, the last
0: thing, on Gabe, this is a free word of advice to the Phillies. Even if you try to bring Kapler back, don't spin anything that happens this year or, or that is, happens this week as a improvement of any kind.
1: Don't blow smoke up. What do you mean improve. You mean if they finish 80?
0: Yeah, if they sweep the Marlins, if they sweep the Marlins, get the eighty-two wins. If they talk about, look at our defensive metrics, they were better, and it was all the injuries and that. that
1: no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, but you're telling me on one hand that it's important to finish over five hundred. I'm not telling. No, no, you. no, but you you told me at the last podcast it makes a difference I to wish, them. But, but your point was, my point was it doesn't make a difference. And your point was it does. It's, you you know, I said no. So if you're going to say that, then you can't tell me that if they do finish over 500, they can't sit up there and say, well, with everything that happened, you know, we took a step forward because we finished over 500. That's why I don't care. That's my whole point is that it doesn't Mike,
0: matter. Mike, I don't. Think it's a big deal that they finish over 500. Well, I think they will think it. And I'm basically saying. I don't saying, think after this last oh, week,
1: after this last week, I don't think they care. I mean, get, Gabe made a comment yesterday. and yeah, you lose 12 of 14 or 11 of 13 or whatever it is, and, and the Nats sweep you, and the Nats are bad. I, I get it. The Nats are bad. You stop caring about finishing 81 and 81 or 82 and 80. And yeah, are they are they th- are they throwing Noah out there Sunday? By the way, no, they are
0: not. They're going bullpen
1: game. Okay, good, good. For, well, and that and see that part of that tells me that maybe they have stopped caring too, because I think like like if God forbid they won the first two games, and somebody said you know we can finish. I mean, I don't think he should have pitched the other night, but you know that's me. Um, I'm actually looking this quote
0: up uh, from Kapler. Uh, I'm not trying to color this rosy. We just lost five games straight to the Nationals. They kicked our ass. That's the cold, harsh reality of it. However, there are some guys doing some things in there that make this very different from last year's club. I believe a fully healthy Philadelphia Phillies, it is an entirely different ball club than what we have right now. Than, than we have right now. I don't think
1: anybody can dispute that. Let me ask you a question. What do you expect Gabe Kapler to say? Do you expect Gabe Kapler to say, you know what, we just got kicked our ass, and I should probably get fired because we're... we're, Kevin, he's talking. That's how Gabe talks. He has to have a positive spin. What is the alternative? We suck. That's what you want him to get up and say. I would. What do you you want him to say? Knowing Gabe Kapler the way you do. What do you want Gabe Kapler to say? I think Gabe Kapler, honestly,
0: would have been better off with the following words. We just lost five straight to the Nationals. They kicked our ass. Now is not the time to consider the future of the season or or the remnants of the season. Got a weekend to play. We'll be able to talk about this on Sunday. Well he or said Monday. that like
1: but people press him because people in the press conference, they they asked the question. But and, this is a and, guy and, who's supposed and, to be media savvy. To that's do how this. Gabe thinks though. He does think in his head that if we had if McCutcheon hadn't got hurt and and Robertson hadn't got hurt and and Bruce when we got him, who was playing well, if all these things hadn't happened, now they happen to other teams too. But in his mind, and he may be right, I'm not saying he's wrong, but that's how he, if I was in his situation, I'd probably feel the same way. I'd probably figure, I might not think we were the Dodgers, but I might think we could have won six or seven more games. And if we'd won six or seven more games, maybe we'd still be talking. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm putting myself in his shoes. He has to look at the glasses half whatever. Can't look the other way he, he, because then he's just, he's just telling John Milton fire me. Just get rid of me. You get rid of me now because we didn't prove it all. I mean, he, you know, he he's got to say certain things because that's the way the world works. I, you know, I mean, it's like if you ask if you, if you ask Klintak, well, Klintak would probably try to spin it too. Oh, and I think
0: that's the big actually when I talk about but, don't. But every team don't tries. paint it so rosy. That's a that's more for Matt Klentak than it is but, for. Get Joe careful. Madden's
1: probably trying to spin it. And I get it. He won a World Series three years ago. I understand that. Now he's a Any manager that your team doesn't get to where people thought you should get, you know, you, you try to spin it. I mean, the Eagles last year were spinning it. Uh they were they, if they would have lost on Thursday, they would have been spinning it. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it is. And, and we just it irritates us because Gabe irritates us. Yeah. That's the problem. It's not what he said, it's who said it. And you're sick of it because you've heard you've heard this is Gabe Kapler, he's one of those Vincent Peel kind of guys like Kevin Bacon in in uh, Animal House. You know, it's, everything is good, everything's okay. Remain calm. But who am I to say that if McCutcheon hadn't gone down, and Robertson hadn't gone down, and maybe even a couple of those relievers hadn't gone down, forget the pitching. Even assuming the pitching stinks, um. Maybe you do win four or five more games. I, I I don't know. You know, nobody thought the first baseman was going to turn it. And, you know, and you look at Hoskins' numbers, they're not, like, horrible. Other than the bat, you take the, you know. But, I mean, he's got like 80-some RBIs. It's not great, but it's not horrible. Um, So, yeah, if, if I was Gabe Kapler and I look back on the season, I'd probably think the same way. I think, boy, when McCutcheon went out, we were, whatever they were, what were they six games over 500 or they were... And, and, you know, as soon as he went out, we started playing, you know, this, that, the other. Maybe McCutcheon going out had nothing to do with it. Maybe that would have happened anyway. Right. We'll never know the answer to that. But I can understand because I've heard him say things like that before. You know, like, and if we come back next year, we'll be better. And Because what coach says, we're going to come back and be worse. Uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns went on 0 Whatever they went, and the guy was like, "Yeah, hey, but we're gonna, you yeah, know, we're gonna be. I'm sure the Dolphins will be be saying that stuff, you know, at some point this season." It's just,
0: by the way, you want an alarming stat? And I get batting averages not be all end all anymore. Phillies entering the final weekend, nobody the the highest batting average on the team. Cesar Hernandez, two eighty.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know how to answer that. What what, what is disturbing to me is. Even though we didn't think they could make, like, like with two weeks to go, let's, I'll just say with two weeks to go, week and a half, whatever it was, we probably knew they probably couldn't make the playoffs. And Gabe kept telling you, hey, you know, we got to shoot. Okay, fine. And then they went out and played badly. And mm-hmm. they played good teams. I get it. They played good teams. But they played, I mean, they lost the game at Cleveland like 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Then they lost like 7 to 2. Then they lost like whatever the scores were. And you're just sitting there going, okay, is it cause... They're just not good. I mean, I don't think they stop trying. You know, as Gabe said the other night, You know, do you think our guys aren't trying? You know, it might not look like they're trying. And then at some point, I think when the Phillies go into the offseason, I think they just have to sit there and go, I mean, the catcher's coming. The catcher, the shortstop, the right fielder, Kingery, Hoskins. Maybe, I don't know what they're going to do with Hernandez. Right. But there's five or six parts of it that aren't going to change. Um and McCutcheon, I don't know what McCutchen's going to come back as. The bench better get better and the pitching the pitching's got to get better. But at some point, let's say Hoskins comes back next year and we're in the middle of the season and he's hitting like this. What do you start thinking then? That's
0: you think exactly what you probably are thinking now, which is But again,
1: is it was he like what he did is what, was he coached badly to get to this point? I don't know that. I, you know, has Charlie made a difference? Is like when Charlie talks to him. Is Charlie, I don't know. Obviously, it, it, Charlie might have helped for a couple games, but it's not like it. You now, maybe if Charlie had him for a whole off season, yeah. I, I, and will Charlie be back? <laughs> uh, Char, uh, Charlie won't be back. As uh, so that was that was just it. That's the, what he did? that was for the end of the, the year. Yeah. Uh, so when you, you think this all comes down, Tuesday, Monday you, or Tuesday. So they they don't wait very long. They it's just. No. So will somebody break the story Sunday? Will like Matt Breen or somebody have the story Sunday? That <clears throat> well, I'll be, uh, decision's you know, been made. I'm going down for Philly
0: voice on a uh, Sunday night. Um, Sunday's going to be interesting because
1: the trend has been teased. it's at night. That's that makes it worse.
0: Yeah, I mean it's the three o'clock start. So oh, that's not
1: night. Okay, I thought you meant night, but no. Night, but night. by the time you're done, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because there'll be rumors, yeah, flying left right and up the middle I always hate when a baseball season ends I do unless it's with a parade Well no
0: I, honestly the end of a baseball season you know and this is going a little bit along your lines, the end of a baseball season is almost a knocking on the door that winners here Oh it's coming
1: Oh I yeah no doubt I feel the same way about summer you know you get another month. yeah oh you no you're right and I'm a year older you know and it's just like one you know I love summer so once the summer's over We've been blessed with this weather lately, so it's, it's been... But, yeah, I just and, feel and like I, now I got four months ahead of me I, of... Eh. And
0: I don't get to the ballpark as much as I used to when I was doing it on a regular basis. I haven't been there, actually, in about four or five weeks. But I'm going on Sunday, and I always hate walking out of the park for the last time because usually it's dark. Usually even the cleanup crews have gone home, and you just look around and you realize, it's going to get cold.
1: It's gonna. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I used to feel it's the same way, same way at the end of basketball seasons, but it was different because the winter was over. Right, but it was like you know, you'd walk. You know, maybe Villanova was thirty five and five, but they lost their last game. And yeah, you know, we saw a lot of second round losses there, and we saw national championships. Yeah. But when you walk that, you're kind of like, yeah, "It's I don't have to. I'm not going to talk to Jay for a while, or I'm not going to talk to John Cheney for a while, or." Anything. Oh, that ride home from Buffalo was depressing as hell two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I went to four final Eights with John. You know where and a, and he had a chance in a few of them even though he was the underdog they they you know and at the end there's part of he, cuz you're writing the um the obituary. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to sum up a whole season and a whole and a game and in the whole and you know and you're probably writing a follow the next day but yeah and it, but I think this season needed to be over. Oh I, I, yeah. I, I mean this needed to be over. And and I'm not like I probably said, about I, 3 weeks ago. I'm not one that puts a lot of stock in the last week or so. I, I really I it it, it had but it's just because I've been paying attention to it, and I don't know why I've been paying. Maybe I got too much time on my hands now. But I've been watching. I've been. It's depressing. It's just, and I know the Nats are good, and I know the Nats needed games. I know. They won, the Indians. I know the they wanted them. to beat the Phillies. Well, they beat the Indians the one game. Well, yeah, but and you knew the win, in- and they won the first two games against the Braves. Or they won every, two of,
0: two of the three. Yeah,
1: they won the first two. The Braves won the last ones. Nah, but, they won the first two games because everybody's like, "Well, oh, we can sweep nah. the Braves." I'll never forget last week. I think it was. Um, it was sort of said in Jess, Ricky Bo, mm-hmm. or, or or Ben, one of them said, "Could could could like uh, could there be a five game sweep?" Well, there was. It just wasn't the way they were thinking about. it. And I'm watching Tom McCarthy and Crucker do the post game last night because Michael was doing the the Eagles pregame, and it was just you could even see the depression. And, t- and Tom's usually pretty well. Tom right, last night, he's pretty positive guy. Yeah, and Tom. And, he was really like, man, this, you know, and Crocker was like, yeah, you know. And Crocker um, well, was on basically in the car on the way home at This that is point. true. But I can understand why. <laughs> it's just, I mean, they're, they're at a point. But I guarantee you, we're going to come back here, whether we're doing this or whatever's happening. I guarantee you, coming out of spring training, there will be excitement about the Phillies. I, I will guarantee you, even though people got beat up this year because they'll make a couple of offseason season acquisitions, they'll do something.
0: They'll be a little more cautious.
1: No, I'm not saying from that. I'm, I'm saying but just in general because oh, know. there's nothing going on then. You know, the basketball season's over. Well, the Sixers won't be over, but I'm, they'll still a month from the playoffs. But people will be excited again. Not maybe that they can win a World Series, but, hey, we can get to the playoffs. I got to tell you, folks, I don't know what's going to happen with with um, Washington. Things could happen there. Hell, Rendon could be their third baseman. Um, that would give everybody excited, don't you think, if they had Rendon playing third? But Atlanta ain't going anywhere, and as you've pointed nah, out several Atlanta times, Atlanta gets the LCS. No, 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 they're not going anywhere. They're they're going to be good. Oh, for, oh, for a oh while. I mean they're, they're not going anywhere. I thought you meant in the playoffs. No, and the Mets are an interesting thing because their lineup's not bad, and the lineup was always the problem. And the pitching, you know, isn't bad. Their bullpen, everybody's bullpen stinks. Thanks. Um So. You know, like you're thinking, okay, if you do improve yourself, you, you know, got a shot. It's just, but you know what? We'll be optimistic to a degree next year because that's what we do. And we'll because if we
0: weren't, what what would we have? <laughs> and we'll break this down more next week.
1: Hopefully, oh you no, get a please,
0: Oh, <laughs> Tuesday or whenever. You know who we
1: need? We need Matt Breen. We we need a Northeast Philly.
0: Well, he can come over here too. I,
1: that's exactly right. He can he can do He'll whatever he Pete, wants. We'll him. get him Pizza City and we'll get him here and we'll. He's a Pizza City guy? He's a Pizza City guy. He told me that before. I have a, friend, a good friend of ours. They're Pizza City people. You know what? We should get... You know what? I'm going show the challenge brain now, and actually I'll text him on this. <laughs> Tuesday night, here. You know I miss all my favorite TV shows on Tuesday night. Okay, just, well do it at like 6 no, o'clock. I, no, I do the... DVR? Yeah, or not DVR, Um, on demand. I call him up on demand. Okay. We'll get Pizza City. We'll get Tony's. And we'll get
0: Santucci's, and we'll have the pizza off here. And I bet. Hold on, just go one. Just just and and I bet you, if we
1: did that though, if we had a little pizza taste test, we could get Salisbury here too. Well, that's but but I say you just go Pizza City if that's what Matt likes, and he's our guest. Okay, we should go Pizza City. Okay, we know Tony's. Look, I'm not knocking Pizza City. There are many years I had a Pizza City down near me. It was very good. We used to, but it's not Tony's. And it's not, Santucci's is a different kind of pizza, so I, but you know, that's okay. If that's what Matt likes, we will, then, we will, you know we, we will, used to get when I was, my uncle used to come over every Wednesday, my aunt and my mom went to a ceramics class. Right. This is 45 years ago, I was, I was like 15, so every Wednesday we got a pizza from Pizza City, mm-hmm. we got the garbage pail. Okay. Cause that's, and, and I usually got three slices and my, one of my uncle, I guess they would, but it with everything on it, really, except anchovies, we couldn't couldn't do anchovies. That that, but everything like, and, and you pick it up, and I haven't had one of those in a while, and they're actually not bad. Okay. It's got the, but yeah, yeah, you got, it's got the onions, the green peppers, the ham, the tomatoes, the sausage, the the pepperoni, and it's a it's a garbage can.
0: All right, so and we'll try to get either Ricky Bow. I have another person in mind if we wanted to get that. So we'll break down the Phillies. I'm I'm, I'm
1: going to try maybe to get Eddie Clark and of course at some point later maybe to talk football betting. Yeah, maybe next week somebody actually knows something about football betting. And yeah, so that's
0: that's kind of our show this week. It's been uh, it's been fun. It wasn't shorter. I bought you sandwiches. Yes, you did. You brought me uh, brats.
1: Brats. So
0: thank you, Michael.
1: Thanks for joining us. It's work at the beat. All the teams I bet. Good luck. Take care. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine.